Welcome to the Dealer Playbook Podcast. My name is Michael Cirillo, and each week I sit down with the brightest minds in marketing, sales, and leadership to help you level up your career in automotive. Thank you so much for spending your time here with me today. Now let's open up the playbook. Here we go. Hey, Monique, thanks so much for joining me on the Dealer Playbook Podcast. So great to be here, Michael. <laughs> and you know what? Thanks so much. I, I mean, you are officially the third person from across the pond to join me. And I'm, I'm very respectful of, of time. And I, I can see by the lamps and the lights that you have on that it is not daytime for you. Um, so thanks so much for taking the time. Um, I'm super pumped to jump into our subject matter today. Um, I, I've already mentioned this pre-show. I'm going to mention it real quick again. I, it, I just kind of stumbled across your presentation at Inbound, and I thought, I need to get this woman on the show. So uh, I want to kick this off for you, with, with, with you. How to convince anybody of anything, almost all of the time. This to me is super intriguing, but I want to just turn this over to you. What what does that mean? What do you what do you mean when you say I can convince anybody of anything almost all of the time? Wonderful. Yes, exactly. So that's how we connected through my inbound presentation, right? Where I was speaking in Boston last November, and uh, you know it was really interesting. Uh, after that. Uh, uh, presentation. I got mails from people afterwards saying, "Hey, you know what, Monique? I just pick up a couple of things, and selling becomes so much more easy overnight, right?" Right. So, what does it mean? Uh, maybe I could say something about myself first to explain yeah, why absolutely. I do. Um, you know, you don't need to know all about my professional background or something. I just share with you that I have pretty much three passions in life, right? One is entrepreneurship. It's all about doing business, starting business from scratch, working with people, helping them to start business from scratch and making them scalable, you know, so that they're not selling their time anymore. Right. So it's entrepreneurship, it's speaking, and it's my husband. So we're not going to talk about my husband here, okay? <laughs> but where entrepreneurship business meets speaking, this is where it becomes really sexy. And so, you know, for decades I've been on stages and for decades I've been working with entrepreneurs. And what I realized, you know, for startup entrepreneurs, as much as entrepreneurs that have been in business for many years, one of the things they struggle with most is selling. Right. It's really convincing people of anything almost every time, right? And I know you're in the world of car dealership, right? You're, you're supporting car dealers mm -hmm. and everyone that's uh, active in the automotive industry. And I find it interesting that you're inviting me because I always thought, hey, car dealers are probably some of the best salespeople in the world, right? Sure. But, you know, as, as we look at the, you know, sales ratios, obviously there's still, you know, room for improvement. So everyone that's watching us today, I ask you pretty bluntly right now, you know, have you ever had a sales conversation with one of your clients where you didn't close the deal? And you know what? Everyone that's saying no is lying, right? I think everyone that sells anything is obviously often enough not closing and the deal. And it's funny because I was like, somebody's saying no right now. <laughs> okay. So interesting. So maybe these are the people we need to learn from, right? But, uh, you know, I, I just realized that there's so many people out there struggling with selling. And that is due to the fact that they just don't know what to say and how to say things to really trigger interest and turn the interest into a close deal. Right. Okay. 
Yeah. And here it goes. Uh, what about if I share with you my sexy sales pitching formula? Yeah. You know, and really going you through it step by step, so that everyone that's here on here with us today will benefit from it. And I promise, normally I do that. You know, in an hour, in, in two hours, three hours, five hours, several days, I make it quick and fast and sexy. Shall I do that? I like I like sexy. So let let's okay, let's good. dig in. Let's, yes. Let's, let's go for the sexy formula. Yeah, let's do okay. it. Good. So um, there's just a couple of really um, very concrete, simple steps to it. It sounds simple. It's not easy. Um, but when I you know, break it down for you, you will see a couple of things that happen in a sales conversation or in a pitch that uh, a lot of people do wrongly. Okay. So the third thing is, and I try to make it a little more res uh, you know, relevant to car dealers, you know, uh, the third thing, what do you say when someone walks in, right? So the first thing when you start to sell or convince anyone of anything, and by the way, that doesn't only work in business, it always works in private life. Sure. So if you want to convince your wife or your, your girlfriend or your mother-in-law or someone, you can use that pitching formula as well, okay? So what you want to do is whenever you want to go into a negotiation or you want to present something, a car or anything else, what you want to do is you want to start with, with a hook, okay? You need to set a hook at the beginning. It's like in fishing, right? Sure. Now, most people don't do that. Why is it so important? Well, first of all, you want to intrigue people, right? Think about it. If people go and want to buy a car, they are probably not just going to one car dealer, right? They go to several ones mm -hmm. and they hear the same phrases and the same boring things and the same juicy <laughs> comments all the time, yes. right? Yep. So why don't you do something different? Why don't you just come up with something that where they say, oh, wow, this guy is already different, right? And what could that be? Uh, one thing is you could tell a little story um, based on what you think, you know, someone walks in and, you know, you know already, car dealers can already sense a little bit, um, you know, who is in front of them. Right. So what you could do is you could just uh, send off, you know, is this like a guy that's probably going to go for a spot of car or more for a family type car or whatever else. You could just tell a little story of someone that bought such a type of car and how it changed their life. Okay. Mm. Or you could ask some questions, you know, have you ever been sitting in a, you know, in a, a red shiny sports car? And everyone, you walked by, you drove by, and every beautiful woman that saw you just really turned her head. You know, something like that. You know, just ask a question. You know, do something that triggers interest at the beginning. Sure. Okay. And then once you you feel that you have the interest, what you want to do is you want to build rapport. You want to tell them something maybe about yourself, of you know why are you the best sales leader in the world? And here, no, don't brag. That's what I, not what I'm saying. Yeah. Rather, what you want to say is build rapport in a way that you say something. Why, you know, why, you know, what makes you an expert in this, in this, uh, you know, why are you standing there at the moment? And be Just creative. Share, yeah. You know, as they say, you know, you can only ignite others when you're burning, right? Mm. You know, I know if you're going into your job in the morning as a car dealer in the morning and you say, hey, I'm here to sell my car today or sell another car today. People will smell that, right? People smell that. Sure. Well, what you rather need to do is you need to share your passion for cars and, you know, um, yeah, you, you know, ignite people in a way, it's right? The, so that they pick up on the scent of your passion. Exactly. You know, uh, your passion. And also, um, you know, once you ask them a couple of questions, you start to get to know them better as a hook. Mm -hmm. 
you could say, you know, you, you could build rapport by just if they say, hey, I'm looking for a new family car, you can say, hey, family seems to be important to you. You know what? I also have three kids. So find something that builds, builds rapport to connect them, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, with them. And then here comes one of the golden rules of convincing anyone of anything. And that is first, you need to sell the problem before you sell the solution. I don't know if you've met, and I know you work with a lot of car dealers, Michael. Yeah. Have you ever met car dealers that very fast go into explaining all the details about cars? Yeah, f feature, advantage, benefit. Fe exactly. And that's it. This is a checklist. Okay, yeah. so you know they they say you know which car are you looking for, and then you know the client points to someone. Okay, the silver, or whatever, Maserati, or whatever, Lamborghini, or whatever, or you know just sure. any other one. Yeah. Ford, and then they start explaining the technical details. However, there's this magical step in between, which is first find the problem and sell the problem before you even start explaining the car at all. And what do I mean with that? Um, you know, if you really try to sell the problem, first of all, you need to find out what the problem of the client is. So you need to know why is this client buying a new car, right? So if I come and you're trying to sell me the greatest car in the world, but I really don't have the feeling I need any new car at the moment. You know, what's the point? Maybe I'm just at a car dealer because right now I just, you know, I love cars and I want to go for a test ride just for fun, right? Sure. These kind of clients you will never sell anything to unless you've established that the car they're driving at the moment is not secure, is not sexy, is not whatever else, right? Yeah, whatever that whatever is on their mind. Yeah. yeah. You know, again, a lot of people forget about that step, selling the problem first. First, you need to, to sell the problem, then the solution. So, you know, I have a great friend of mine. Um, you know, his name is uh, Robert, uh, um, you know, uh, Joel Roberts. And he said to me, Monique, as entrepreneurs, we are dealing with problems in two different ways. Either we give the solution to the problem that someone has, okay, or we make the, the problem to which we have the solution to the problem of our clients. What do I mean with that? So let me say that again. Maybe it sounds complicated, right? So either I solve a problem. So the client comes to me and saying, hey, I need a new car, right? So it's an easy sale, right? Because they already know they need a new car, right? Mm -hmm. But how often do you think, and that's a question really to you, do you think there's people coming into, you know, car shops and they just want to have an information or they just like it or, you know, they, they just like cars and they just want to go for a test ride? Does that sometimes happen, do you think? Yeah often right yeah i mean just last week i walked into a tesla shop because i wanted to you know i just wanted to see the new models right because there's so no pretty. intention was ever to buy a tesla in that moment sure. right yeah so again that happens to all of us the thing is if these type of people come to you they don't buy from you unless you sell the problem first they need to see that they need a new car first otherwise they'll never buy from you and they don't only need to see it they need to feel it Okay, so what you need to do, to do is ask the client a lot of questions around why do you want to have a new car? What criteria are you looking for? You know, again, first find out more about why is this person now standing in front of you and what are they looking for and make them explain why their current car is an issue instead of you telling them it's an issue, right? Yeah, you know what I love about this is I feel like so often it's very, um, very regimented. Like if customer says this, then you say this and it's very scripted. Um, 
what you're talking about is just kind of reintroducing this human element. And I know there's there's probably some listening in going, oh, man, that sounds like it's going to take too much time. And, and the clients, you know, clients want things fast and they want to get in and they want to get out on all these sorts of things. But I think really what everything you set up to this point can happen in a relatively short period of time. It can happen in a very short period of time. And you know what? What I like what you're saying is it's the human element. So what I mean is that you don't see someone as that walks into your shop as I need to close this person. I need to sell right. a car. Yeah. What you do in the first place is you say, you know, you put that person to the forefront and you say, of course, you still have the intention of selling. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it's not in your in, in your for, you know, at the forefront of your head at this moment. It's what you say is I want to sell this person a car that is the best car for that person. Right. So you're coming more from a service perspective and not from a hot sales perspective. And, and people will smell that. Yeah, and, and it's even like what you said before, selling, selling the problem. Um, you, you know, and, and I don't take that as really harping on this. Like, you know, create, but it is something that we as human beings are more accustomed to because we do this in our everyday life. I mean, I remember just yesterday, somebody said something and very quickly someone perpetuated the prop, like made it a bigger problem. And then all of a sudden everyone was worked up and then somebody came in with the solution and it made that person look like the hero, <laughs> you know? Right. And so we, we, we kind of, this is like everyday behavior. And so, you know, introducing that human element into the mix, selling the problem, in other words, letting them identify for you what, what they need to have happen. And then, being the knight in shining armor, so to speak, that presents them with the solution and your chances of winning go up. Exactly. Very much so. And, uh, it, you know, as you're saying, uh, it happens in business and it happens in real life. But what you really do is, as I said, you know, when I gave this uh, this uh, workshop in Boston, for example, I give these kind of workshops all over the globe, really. Yes. Uh, you know, someone said to me, hey, selling has become so much easier. Why? Because you don't need to guess anymore what the challenge is or what the questions are or what the buying criteria are of your client. Mm -hmm. You let them tell you. Okay. And then it's like, you know, there's a ripe fruit falling into your lap and then you just need to, you know, pick it up. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's really let your clients tell you why they came. Yeah. And you know what? It's tell you why they want to buy and what they want to buy. And then you yeah. only need to pick the right thing. Yeah. And also from a human perspective, you make them feel that you appreciate them. As you and I know, um, some car dealers don't really have the best reputation in the world, right? Mm -hmm. You know, they have a good reputation in terms of being good salespeople, but they have a reputation of being pretty aggressive salespeople. Right. But selling in today's world is not, I, I put something down your throat anymore. Selling in today's world is really, I, you know, I appreciate who you are and what you need and want. And then I simply give it to you. Makes selling so much easier. Yeah, I'm right? on your side. Like, mm -hmm. we're not, you know, this isn't yes. me versus you. I'm on yes. your side. We're human beings. Exactly. It, it, it takes it, away that pressure. And I think, like you said, it's that pressure that the uh, customer feels that right. what, from the moment they walk in, because they're feeling this, this pressure that they've built up, they automatically have this perception of, how things will go once they get to the dealership and that puts the wall up. Yeah. So meeting them and aligning with them and just being a human and Hey, like we're not, you know, I, I say this to my team all the time. Um, we're, we're not selling anything. We're just having a conversation. Exactly. 
for me, selling, you know what selling is for me? Selling for me is building relationships, mm -hmm. okay? And once I've established a relationship and I know what you need and want, and I know that I have that, then we come together beautifully, right? And as you're saying, in a sales situation, there's a lot of pressure on either side. On the salesperson's side, because he or she wants to close a deal. Right. On the buyer's side, because he's investing quite a big amount of money and needs to make the right decision. Yeah. So bringing the pressure, taking the pressure out of that and connecting on a human level is really powerful. And let me say something also, you know, uh, I want to also share, uh, looking at time, I also want to share once you have established a problem, once they told you what they're looking for and you've identified the perfect car for them, then what you do is you talk about the solution. Okay, then sure. you go into uh, explaining the car, but not before you haven't solved the problem and you're clear that this person in front of you really wants to buy. Okay, only when you feel that they're ready to buy, you start explaining the car that you think is the best fit. However, here are a couple of suggestions. Don't give them all the technical details unless you feel this is a tacky guy and they find te is, uh, details sexy. Okay, right. sure. then yes, you go and lend into technical details. Right. You know what? Of course, a lot of people out there don't care. Okay. Uh, yes, maybe they like. Uh, you know, maybe the PS number is. Uh, you know, the, the speed or you know any any kind of these uh, criteria might be important. But you know what's much more important is how are you going to feel when you drive that car, right? It's really the emotional side of things and. I know a lot of, you know, and I work a lot with entrepreneurs, not only from the automotive industry, but also from, you know, uh, software industries and other sure. industries that deal with a lot of technical details. Mm -hmm. You know, they all have the tendency to, uh, to describe all the technical stuff. However, what you should rather do is, again, get the people to see once they have bought the car, how their life is going to change, how their wife loves them even more. How their family is more safe, how even their mother-in-law for once will say something good about them. Okay, all these kind of things. Okay, don't make things up. Don't lie. Don't be juicy because that's over the edge, right? Sure. Yeah. But again, you know, step away from de describing all the technical details, but rather, as I said, you know, what they don't tell you normally. Let me take another example from another industry, like for example, the travel industry. Mm-hmm. When you are wanting to book a, a travel, like a holiday travel or something, right? What they don't tell you is, hey, when you book with us, you need to actually somehow get to the airport. For 10 hours, you're going to be sitting in a cramped seat, yes. getting shitty airport, uh, shitty flight food, okay? Mm -hmm. Then you wait forever to get your shuttle to the hotel. Then you queue with another 100 people to sign in. All these kind of things they don't tell you. Mm -hmm. What they do is they get you directly straight to the end. They make you see how you're going to sit on the beach, enjoying your cocktail, you know, dancing to hot rhythms, right, whatever right. else, right? Yes. So that's what you want to do as a car dealer. Or if you want to convince anyone of anything, you want to get them straight at the end and you want to describe things from their perspective. It's not about you and your brand and the details of your car. You want to switch that language around and use the word you. You will be driving in that car you will be admired everyone is going to turn their heads looking at you you know it's you feeling good it's you feeling safe yeah you see everyone is talking about this car does this this car does this this car does this it's not about us and our product it's all about your client
I love that. And it, and it, what it plays into is the sophistication level of the market, which is all emotional, right? And I mean, we even see it in, in car, car dealer, or we see it in car advertising, you know, on television all the time. It's very rarely, you know, they might touch on safety, but that safety is, is usually uh, aligned with images of a young family sitting in the back and that emotional attachment that, you know, you will arrive home safely or, you know, you will be the talk of the town. It's very much like what you just said. It's the you will be safe. You will. And the, the brilliance of that is, I mean, if I say you will be safe or your family will get home safe, I am talking about a feature, but I'm doing it in a way like what you just talked about that, you know, please spare me the details kind of a thing. Like I get it. Safety, highest rate to say whatever, but you're, you're talking about how my family's going to get home safe. And that's something that I ultimately care about the most. It's, it's funny you say that about the travel industry, because I've often thought, you know, what they never tell you is that you will only have 15 minutes to get to your connecting flight. <laughs> right. And so you, you saying that I'm like, ah, because the strategy is get me to my location as fast as possible so I can think about sitting on the beach or exactly. walking the streets of, you know, uh, Copenhagen or wh wherever, right? Um, brilliant. Exactly. Brilliant. I love that. Yeah. And then just two more things to really close the deal, okay? One is what you want to do is um, also, you know, again, um, what you said is so beautiful. Just let me add something on that. Um, when you say talk about safety, mm -hmm. um, you know, all these advertisements, all these kind of very smart marketing people are showing us media are showing us every day how to communicate. We just don't understand and we just don't use it. Right. Mm, right. So, you know, so we need to adapt our language and uh, what you really need to do is, um, you know, also don't go for the standards that we see all the time. Try to surprise them. Go to where they are. You know, ask them, hey, how important is adventure to you? If, for example, you know, if they say, hey, I'm, I'm you know, I love to go to deserts or I love to go to very strange, interesting places, you know, and you want to sell like whatever, a Land Rover or a similar car sure. or something like that. You know, make them see how they're going to drive their car in the most adventurous places. You see, again, by asking these questions, you can tailor things mm -hmm. and give them a different sense of safety linked right. to their world. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you step out of the standards like a small, you know, family with small children, you know, I mean, that is pictures we see all the time. Go beyond what they see all the time. Okay. And then two more things here to really close the deal. What you should do is, and I know, you know, some car dealers do that, but not a lot from what I'm aware of. They are not really collecting testimonials from their clients after they bought the car. Okay. Right. So what, what you should do is you should start collecting stories of people that bought the car and how it changed their life. Why? Because then in your next sales conversation, you can bring these stories in and say, you know what? I just had someone buying that car last week, last month, whatever. And what they told me afterwards was exactly this. And then this story should resonate with what the people that want to buy a car told you earlier, what they would love to experience. You see what I mean? Yeah. I so, love the story side of that. Cause, yeah. Cause often we just go for the punchline of the testimonial. Exactly. Yes. It was exactly. such a pleasure working with ABC Motorhouse or whatever versus 
having a you story. Know, last week someone came and, and they bought a car and you know the next week they went into a holiday whatever in that in that desert and they told us that they've never felt as safe mm. or they were in that, in that situation and they never thought the car would make it and this car did make it you I see so you know? brilliant it, it's so simple it's brilliant yeah and, and the last point to really close the deal you know it's a classical call to action okay yes. do you want to go on a test ride or you know if people even if people say no i don't want to go on a test ride don't let them off the hook say you know um do you want to come back next week and just get a sense of it again Mm-hmm. So, you know, don't let people walk out of the door and you don't know if you ever see them again. Make a next appointment right away. Okay? So, call to action is important. I know every car dealer invites them to four tests, right? But try to come up with something more intriguing, right? And say, you know, maybe maybe think about, hey, do you want to, you know, I don't know if that's possible and I don't know what the insurance situation is, but hey, what about not just going for a test ride? What about you driving this car for a weekend? Yeah. What about you taking your girlfriend or wife or whoever else on a ride there and there and you go for dinner and we even pay you for dinner or anything like that, you see? Mm-hmm. Just do things out of the box and invite them to have fun and create memorable memorable, you know, uh, situations. Yeah. And guess what? They're so more likely to buy the car with you. I was just thinking, you know, because I think I think sales professionals feel so much pressure to sell as much as they can inside of that, you know, first of the month to the the 30th of the month. Um, and that gives them this, this pressure to just go straight to sell, 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 sell mode, you know, spew out the, the sales pitch and the whatever and bypass what you've talked about. But I think, you know, for those of you listening in, if you can shift to the human element and, and adopt this step-by-step that Monique has talked about here, I think what you're going to find, what she just said, is that people are going to come back, uh, I think, a little bit quicker because you've demonstrated up front the, 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 the equity. You're, you're, you've, you've, you've banked human behavior and relationships into your savings account. And the beauty of that, I think, is people will, you, you know, so I love your call to action, like, hey, would you like to come back next week and ex- and and think about this experience even further or how you'll feel with that further or take another test drive? You know, yeah, that means they come back next week. But I think the psychology of that is the customer goes away. They've had such a good experience. Their brain is still moving on what's happened, they'll probably come back faster, sooner the next week, or they'll call you up and be like, you know what, I thought about it on the drive home, and I'm ready to, I'm ready to do the deal. Exactly. Love it. Beautiful. I, yes. I, 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 I could listen to you talk about this all day long. Um, such valuable information. I love the relation. You know, I don't think you will ever lose when you focus on building a relationship. And, you know, like you said at the beginning, it's not easy. Um, but it's so worth it because it's evergreen. It lasts forever. I mean, you know, you're building friendships, you're building relationships, you're building connections. And the, the better that those connections of yours feel, those relationships, they will share how, you know, it's kind of this, this snowball effect. So I, I love this. Uh, Monique, tell me in, in winding down, how can those listening get in touch with you? Okay, I know you said you could listen to this forever, okay? Yes, so there's so I could. much more to say about how to pitch with impact, how to convince people easily. So what I prepared uh, and what I have uh, anyhow, and I share that with people, um, is a so-called pitch checklist, 
Okay, so what this maps out is like, again, what I said, you know, the step by step approach, it gives examples, it asks you questions to help you prepare your pitch to become more laser sharp and and laser sharp at the same time, you know, build these relationships, as you said. So there's a pitch checklist, which you can find on my website. You know, as you know, uh, my name is Monique Blockzell. I'm German, doesn't sound very German, I know. But, uh, you know, you're going to put uh, put the link out there. But uh, my website is moniqueblockcell.com. And, you know, right on the first page, you see there's a blue line there saying, get the pitch checklist for free. You only need to put your name and email address there, and then you can download that one. Oh, and as I said, I keep repeated uh, messages from people that start using it. They come back and say, Monique, my closing rate has increased a lot. It's so much more fun, fast, and easy to sell. You know, so I invite you to just download this pick checklist. And I've got your I've got your website in front of me here and I so I see yeah. that and we'll we'll link to that in the show notes, triple dealerplaybook.com forward slash one eleven. Holy smokes, hundred and eleven episodes. Um but I'm seeing testimonials from Malaysia, from Ireland, like you know, you you are you are truly having a, a an international impact. So congratulations on that. That is that's uh, it's awesome to see so many people from all over the world um, saying exactly what you just said. Uh, exactly. My closing and, ratio's and gone love, up. I love your little globus on the on the desk as well. So yes, that res- represents my world of uh, <laughs> being active, inspiring people, and helping people to sell and convince people. Okay. Love it. Thank you so much for joining me on the Dealer Playbook Podcast. Mm-hmm.